What up, party people? This is Larnell Bird. Um, I also go by the name of Spade Seven. This is Elisha Bird. I also go by the name of EJ. And if you guys don't know, we are E7. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know who E7 are, I'm not going to sit back and pretend like we were this famous group back in our um, musical run. But um, whenever we came to your town and your youth pastor invited us over mm-hmm. to do our little rap thing, mm-hmm. uh, y'all knew what it was. Yes. Y'all knew what it was. Yes. Um, all throughout Missouri, all throughout especially Kansas, they 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 knew what it was. Oh yeah, oh yes. From from the youth pastors and and on special occasions, the pastors' wives. I I don't know why, but it was one of the two. <laughs> it was between the two of them. If it wasn't the youth pastor, you know what's sad? What's that? Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if it wasn't the youth pastor, it was the pastor's wife putting in a special invitation for your boys E seven to come in and and do a couple of raps. For some old ladies, that those were those were the other times we got it. And this is what I was gonna say. You wanna know what's sad? He's not lying at all. It was like either the nope. youth pastor that really is trying to be like, I like I like you guys' energy. You know, maybe just maybe rap music will get the kids involved. Yeah, which most of the time it did. Yep. or it would be the pastor's wife <laughs> giving us the invitation <laughs> and. Be like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm assuming because you just seen us rap, and based off of the rap, you want us to come over. I'm just assuming that you know the youth are gonna be there. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, we are put together E7. Yes. Uh, Well, the front men of E7. That is Mm. Uh, the well, the, the founding fathers of E7. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, the founding fathers of E7. I, I personally like to consider everyone that has shared the stage with us E7, mm-hmm. but we are E7. Yes. So with that being said, so I think at this point in my life, you know, I have a lot of thoughts and I think the best way to get those thoughts out is through a podcast. Got to tell you guys a quick story. Well, the very first E7 behind that we've never shared with anyone outside of our circle. How we came up, I don't even know if Ephraim knows this, to be honest. Mm-hmm. How we came up with the name E7. Um, originally, we were going by the name of Lauren and Lash. It's the name our dad gave us. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephraim told us that, you know, we're not BB and CC wine, as I believe the quote was. <laughs> yep. We have to That's come it. Up with a name <laughs> that we don't mind following <laughs> us into our adult lives. That's it. So, yeah, we like most projects, which I'm sure as time goes on, you guys will hear more stories. Um, I don't want to say we procrastinated, but we put that on the back burner. And then after we performed up to that date, that was the largest crowd, even larger than the, um, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was larger than the crowd in Houston. Like there was uh, more yes. youth in Houston but far as people actually there for the talent show, which is a story we'll get to eventually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was Kansas City at the National Baptist Convention, and it was like the youth, uh, youth fire night or something like that. Something like and that. Yeah. Someone heard of E7. Um, they really just knew us by Larnell and Elisha, mm-hmm. and we performed the song "Move to It." 
And if you ever been to a E7 concert in 2010 and 2011 and probably 2012, and then for giggles, we start doing it again and towards the end of our run. <laughs> you guys know what move to it is. Mm-hmm. Can I get my people from left to right? It feels like right we can change your life. Move to it. Yep, you got it. So yeah, they loved it. I mean, it's a fan and favorite. So we did this. Um, you know, not bragging, but everybody was moving to it. Um, and then once we got done, we um, had our water. You know, and we were waiting for Dad to do his thing. Now that, if you want to talk about somebody who's famous. Oh, but that's yes. so famous. I have a name, and my name is Larnell. <laughs> my name is Bird. Bird. Around these Kansas streets. Bird. <laughs> Bird, son. Yep. That's very specific. Thank mm-hmm. you. Which one are you talking to? No, there's five of us. There's about five of us here. Bird, son. How you doing, Bird, son? <laughs> Normal, Bird, son. Normally. Like that rap you did. Two of us Hip-hop together. for me. Especially whenever we're doing something in Kansas. Like, we're, right. we're always together. Right. Bird, son. Man. I like that song you did. I think hip-hop's the devil, but you guys did good. <laughs> I actually understood like, what y'all were saying. That is the number one. I actually understood you guys. Right. Thanks. You know, I, I grew up over time, and I was just kind of like, I don't know. Should I? Should I? Be? Is that a compliment? I feel like it's very backhanded. It's, it's very. Yeah, it's a very backhanded I really compliment. I definitely never took that the right way. <laughs> I never took that as like. But keep in mind, you know, I was younger, um, especially around whenever we were starting to do our music thing. Um, I was definitely younger and definitely uh, not where I should have been spiritually. So everything was. Also, keep in mind, um, people are just catching on to the Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. I literally breathed that. It was like God in the Bible and then whatever else Kobe does. Whatever Kobe does. That's how. <laughs> so if Kobe took everything personal, guess what I was doing? I was looking for something to take personal. Mm-hmm. So telling me that you actually understood me, I don't know how, but somehow I took that as you said, a backhanded compliment, which honestly I knew it was. So right now I'm just rambling. I'm definitely rambling. <laughs> we, we were telling a story about how we got the name and then we started going into, <laughs> we started going into uh, everything that transpired while we were there, except the story we need to tell. Yeah. Except the story we need to tell. <laughs> I hope I'm you guys, tell. I hope you guys, before I get into that, I hope you guys are prepared. We're, we're going to do this a lot. Uh, you, you guys are probably going to be hanging off the edge of your seat. And then five minutes later, we, we hold you on there as you're on the two legs of your seat and your hips is leaning out and your arms is clutching on the armrest. Five minutes out, we hold you and you're there. And you're then, right there. and then. The story just lasts five seconds of what we were trying to say. It's just five seconds. That's it. We held you there for five minutes to say what we need to say in five seconds. With that being said, we needed a name because Lauren and Lysha wouldn't do. So we had there was a, a, a lady from Tennessee, if I'm correct, um, who yeah. wanted to work with us and asked for our name. Now, 
as Larnell had alluded to, we were supposed to come up with this uh, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, Ephraim, our, our oldest brother, looks at us. We, me and Larnell look at each other. Larnell says E7. I go with it. And there we go, E7. <laughs> That's how it came out. Like it always was E7. It was so, the moment was so perfect. It was believable that we actually had a conversation as we were supposed <laughs> to about coming up with our name. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, it took us eight minutes to tell you how we got our name. Yes. Even though, as Elijah has said before, it's a five-second story. It's a five-second story. With that being said, we welcome you to the E7 Podcast. So today, we're going to be covering the topics of, and I promise you we'll try to stay on course. We'll try. No promises. But yes. today, we're going to be covering the topics of ignorance is not bliss. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about our generation. And last, but certainly not least, I hope you guys will enjoy this as much as we will our list of the top three. So, here we go. Let's go ahead. Which one do you want to start off with today? Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and start from the top. We'll go with uh, Ignorance is Not Bliss. Um, to, uh, to give everyone a background of, of this, uh, this topic we'll be discussing, um, as, as you may or may not know, uh, Marnell and myself are preacher's kids. We grew up in the church. Church is literally something that we've been breathing um, since we've been breathing. So we've, we've grown up as pastor's kids, and we've seen a lot of things, um, and not just from, from you know, our church, but the churches that we've visited. Uh, everybody that um, we've seen stand in the pulpit, and that, that, that's a, a lot of people. Um, and... What, what we're going to tackle really is just something that we were grown up that we something that we took with us growing up that we later realized was not completely accurate. And as we talk about this, it's not so much to uh, fault those who were before us, because when discussing this, we realized that they were only teaching us what they were taught as well. Um, or they were only preaching what they were what had been preached to them. And. You know, we, we've had our, our, our fair share of moments where, you know, we ignorantly state something because we heard somebody say it before, and then we later on realize it's not the total truth, right? So yeah. that, that is the, uh, the, um, the gist of this particular conversation. So, like, one of the things I like to tell people all the time, um, whenever it comes down to reading the Word of God, whether you're saved or not saved, I mean, you got to read things in its proper context. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that um, really, really bugged me is the misuse. Whenever I realized the context of Philippians Mm -hmm. 4.13, one of the most popular scriptures, everyone, um, or not everyone, but a lot of people like to use it. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And we use that as something to give us the inspiration to finish our workout. We use that as a inspiration to do something we really don't want to do. Like, I don't know how many times have I seen people, you know, back whenever we would have this whole workout thing or whatever at the church. Mm-hmm. 
final march or oh, their final man. jog or their final walk or their final push-up or whatever. It used to be hilarious for me to watch, but um, now that I'm older, not so much. I no. see where they're coming from. Nope. Nope. But they would scream, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That was something that we was told uh, to do while we were running our suicides. If you ever felt bad, just shout out, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. <laughs> now knowing who told me to do that, I feel like he definitely was picking on me and was doing that for his own amusement. <laughs> For for me, um, I've had multiple, so I, I guess I can briefly touch on both of them. Uh, the first one that stood out was just the overall um, conception of tongues. Um, growing up in, in the church, uh, I'm sure everyone has heard uh, somebody at least those of which you were probably listening to this podcast um, at this rate, are, are probably have heard somebody speak in tongues. And it, it kind of, it's kind of presented as if it's like uh, another level in, in, the, uh, in the spirit, if you will. And um, when, when, you know, you grow up and you, you realize that's like the, everyone's doing it and, and you're not, you know, you kind of, it, it kind of makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. Right. And when it's like, right, there's, right. there's this new or not new, but there's this next level in the, in the spirit realm where people speak in tongues. And if you're not there, then there's something wrong with you. Um, and I never got that. Now, eventually it was pointed out um, during Bible study that not everybody is going to speak in tongues. However, um, you know, it, it still is kind of presented as if, as that way. Like there are certain people who are chosen to, ha- to carry on this, this uh, higher calling of, of spiritual gifts, um, tongues being one of them. And it wasn't until maybe a few years back, uh, I say a few years back, like, the beginning of uh, the beginning of last decade wasn't ten years ago, <laughs> but <laughs> but but around that time when we we really did a in depth study on First Corinthians um, and discussed like you know where some speak in tongues like discuss the spiritual gifts where some will speak in tongues um, and then there's interpretation. And it's not really a a matter of who's more connected in the spirit realm. Uh, but it's a, just a matter of who has the gift of tongues and interpretation um, instead of looking at it as like a, a next level type deal. So that, that was something that uh, that stood out to me. Unfortunately, you know, there are still people who, who kind of believe that um, and will, excuse me, hold you dog on their hostage at the altar uh, until you speak in tongues because they feel yeah. like that's that's the sign that the Holy Ghost got you. Um, but you know that that's uh, that was what I, that was what I was thinking of. Man, um, to piggyback off of that, I I recall a time um, that I was at I'm gonna say a conference, mm-hmm. um, 
and we were told that speaking in tongues is proof of your salvation. Mm -hmm. Of course, me being me, I disagreed with them. But that's something that a lot of youth at that particular conference was confused about. Yeah. And then I, there was a whole nother conference, um, the which I'm sure we could pull a lot of stories from. <laughs> uh, but the bishop of the house got in front of these kids and told them, you need to practice speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Some people are born with the gift, and some people, you can learn the gift. And I was like, good oh. Lord. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> um, practicing speaking in tongues because mm-hmm. then I feel like there's like a level of mockery. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, I mean, mockery. The, that's the literal fake it till you make it to me. Like, that's yeah. really what it is. But, you know, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was, that was actually pretty good. Um, so I know we discussed other things um, on the flip side that way you know no one feels like they're being picked on mm-hmm. especially if they believe these things or if I don't I'm pretty sure we never talked about anyone that I would be really surprised if the particular people I'm speaking of are listening to this podcast I feel like, <laughs> I, <made it. laughs> I, feel like I feel like if hey, you know who you are shout, shout out to that away, shout out to that particular group of people shout out to that <laughs> yeah I feel like I done did it. Uh-huh. I done did it. I done made it all the way south. <laughs> did all the way east as well. I ain't got nothing bad to say about the West Coast. I only been there once. Yeah, yeah. Had, had a good time. Had a, had a good time. Had a good time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, one of the things I regret is I mimicked something that I've heard and it was on the topic of First John one, um, where it was talking mm-hmm. about. And it was also talking about. Um, he also used the scripture, or she, he or she, mm. used the scripture <laughs> of Ephesians five eleven, and basically was separating um, the works of darkness and the works of light. Um, and one thing that he or she used as an example is, you know. You know, we're at this youth rally or whatever, youth conference. So he's secular artist, um, some such as Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. He would ask us a question. Is he um, in the dark or is he, you know, a representative of the light? And he would have us all scream it. He would go on and move on to the next artist. Um, there was some people confused mm-hmm. by what was going on um, because around that time, um, people were really big into team dark skin, team light skin. <laughs> I think that was the perfect year of that. Good um, man. So people Good assumed Lord. that he was light because he was a light skinned brother, but no, he wasn't talking about that, that at all. He talking was, about the spirit. Was his works. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the spirit man. <laughs> so then, um, he brought up Jay Z. Now we all knew the answer to that. So um, I, I was like, I, I happened to. Not mine, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Um, Sean Carter's poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think he's nice with the pen. So right, I, right. I chose to stay silent. Um, and then he coincidentally yelled out um, the truth. 
who happened to be there. Yeah, Lord. And he he or she, he or she. Uh, he, yeah, he or she. <laughs> the troop who happened to be there. And then, um, of course, the obvious answer was that he was, you know, in the light. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, so there was this whole sinners versus the world thing. And I, I adopted that into one of my messages. I didn't have young people yell. I knew my audience. I knew they wasn't going to yell. By accident, <laughs> unless if there was a drum and a piano behind me. Mm-hmm. But in a sermon, I, I knew that crowd was not going to yell if I asked them to. So I just gave an example, and I have to live with that. But I, I called myself making my wrong. Well, I can't say I did it on purpose. But I was very, um, I, I was appreciative that the message that I was told to speak on came from that scripture, and I was able to. Uh, you know, properly break it down as in the works, not the person, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the light is not us at all, but the light is Jesus Christ. Right, right. Uh, he is the light of the world. And if you don't know, in the words of Christopher Wallace, now you- I can't say if he's in heaven or hell, because um, it's not my job mm-hmm. to separate the re- wheat from the tear. Um, so my thoughts I will not share, um, but I, I will say that he did say, if you don't know, now you know. People. Yes. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good, though. But yeah, man. I, I felt like I, since the expectation is that I'm going, or that we're going to keep people on the edge of their seat, every chance I get... I'm going to give you an answer that really should only take 10 seconds. I'm going to try to stretch it out as long as I can. This this is what uh, Kristen, my wife-to-be, would call a storied answer. There, yeah. there must be like an answer. Yeah, it is a very good way of saying I'm about to ramble before I give you the answer or before I ask the question. It's a storied question, storied answer. Um that that's that's pretty much what you're probably going to get for uh, the majority of of this podcast. I, I can give you that much, especially if we're trying to be indirect. Mm-hmm. But right, right, right. We there are definitely some some things, some names, some cities we got to work ourselves around um, in order to to give this story to to those who are listening, to the listeners, to you guys. Who, who are lending your ears to, to hear our stories and um, these topics and conversations. Um, with that being said, um, and I, I don't let's think... Let's talk about we... our generation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about our generation. Um, whenever we discussed this topic, we were... Uh, you, you brought up the question of what is the one thing you'll never forgive our generation? <laughs> so... I want you guys, I want you guys to, I'm going to try to do my best to give you guys, as my sis would say, a storied um, buildup. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to call it. Yeah, storied buildup. Yep. So as we were having our pre-meeting for this episode, um, I call it the test run. Uh-huh. Um, as we was doing a test run for the episodes, basically where we talk about the top topics. This was freshly right off of, you know, talking about the things that we were taught ignorantly 
And then he asked the question, Elijah said. So this leads me to the next question. I want you guys to keep in mind the verbiage of what he said. <laughs> I go, okay, what, what's that? What about our generation do you have a tough time forgiving? Now, now I'm paraphrasing at this point, but that's how the buildup was. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, um, yeah, I know exactly what, because I'm like, you know how many, you know, people my age, you know, start the ministry young and dumb like I did. You know, we, we just taught what we, I don't know, we're taught. Yep. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of things. And there's a lot of issues with our generation because of that. So I was ready. I was already in full-blown mode. The, the things that we discussed, I don't know if we uh, should even consider bringing up, but there was, <laughs> I don't know why I ended up bringing up. Uh, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. We're just going to call him Mr. T. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was ready to go there. I, w- I was so ready. And then he told me this. Go ahead. What is the thing that you have a tough time giving our generation over? Listen, uh, our generation has dealt us a bad hand oftentimes. And our generation has, you know, blindly blindly led us led us astray on multiple occasions man and and we we truly brought to life the famous words of uh michael cow played by damon waynes uh we are leaders we do not follow because nobody knows where they're going so that's what he said and 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 in realizing this it took a while to look back on it but the one thing and there may be a few others, but the first thing that pops in my mind when the question is asked, what do I have a hard time forgiving our generation for doing? It's as simple as this. We made Twilight a thing, y'all. We made Twilight Mm-mm-mm. a phenomenon. We made, yes, I, I said we, all of us, all exclusive, everybody. Even if you if you made a bad comment about Twilight, you were involved. We made Twilight a fixture in this generation. When future historians look back at this past decade, whenever the first Twilight movie was, up to its ending, it's it's sad, disappointing, ripped all the 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 potential out of the heart. It's sad ending. And they look back at it and they see how invested we were in this. They're going to laugh. They're, they're not going to believe anything we have to offer them. We're going to be trying to offer them wisdom. And you know what they're going to be like? You will watch Twilight. They, they, that's what they're going to say. You like Twilight. You can't lead me in the right direction. You were too busy trying to choose Team Jacob or Team Edward. Yo, <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> so, because of the fact that if the, if the Lord delay his coming and there's a generation after us, generation that would include our children, yeah. who will look back at in, in, in time when we were young, as they become our age, and they think, huh, what movies did my parents watch? when they were my age. 
and they see Twilight, a love story yeah. between a human white girl, a vampire, and and a and a wolf. I'm 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 highly disappointed. I, and, and listen, don't don't think I'm just pointing the finger because we 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 did this. I am in this. I, I came so close to wearing a team Edward bobby pin on my Walmart vest when I worked there. We were in this together, guys. Yes, yes. This this was about the time. This was this was uh, breaking down too, if I believe correctly. Um, this was toward the end. We were invested. I was in it. That's that's why the ending ripped my heart out because this was all for nothing. Not to mention there's some weird so stuff. There's some weird stuff that happens in this movie. <laughs> Let's just say if you know the ending, if you don't, I'm a spoil it for you anyway. Uh, Bella and Edward end up together. That's on you at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you don't know the end of the Twilight, that's on you. This, this is on. This is on you. Um, I, I'm. I'm not gonna feel bad about this um, because of the fact that I don't want you to go back and watch it. So I'll, I'll tell you what happens. Edward and Bella end up together, and all the Team Jacob people, y'all got what y'all deserve. <laughs> You got what you deserved. This was this was highly uncomfortable for everyone who had to watch this. You know, <laughs> I, I definitely can't disagree with you there, bro. Like straight up, yo. If you're Team Jacob, or wait, which one? Which one is which? I would be honest, bro. I I I, I watched the first one mm-hmm. because I someone I don't know if I can name this person's name. But one of my best closest friends at the time, mm-hmm. told high school, me, hey, yep. you need to, uh, yeah, high school friends, one of my high school BFFs or whatever, whatever the title you want to put on there, um, she hit me up. It was like, hey, you need to watch Twilight. And I was like, nah, that's cool. It's, nah, nah. She went all out her way to get me a bootleg, or not a bootleg, but she ripped it so I could watch it. I was like, you know what? Why not? Mm-hmm. The baseball scene is what got me. And I was like, you know what? What's the hype about? Okay. Let's see what the hype's about. Okay, here's part two. And then I was like, eh, I don't think I ever watched part two. I think I got it for us to watch at the youth convention one year. Yep. But I was too busy yep. being in the officer meeting, so I yep. missed it. I watched, I was and watching that. Yep. I don't know. And I don't remember. I think part three is where they had the kid. Um... No, no, no. Because that the that, last one? I believe uh, Breaking Dawn 1 was when they had the kid. Breaking Dawn 2 was the okay. conclusion of everything. Okay, so I've seen that one. And the only reason why my girlfriend at the time, who became my uh, fiancé, became the mother of my children, um, and ultimately is my wife, uh, taught me into getting back into Twilight series. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really was literally a thing where I was like, I'm just doing it for you. And then fast forward, we get to the end. I'm like, oh, oh, yep. Hold up, yep. He's a pedophile. Yep. 
He's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And they even said it in the movie. Like they was like she slapped him. Like how are you gonna imprint on my kid I just had, mm-hmm. bruh? This ain't okay at. But we just looked the other way because mm-hmm. we want to get to, we want to see how this story concludes. Not that there's novels or books or whatever about this, hey, but we just want to see how this ends. If, if I remember so we correctly, get to the end, and you know what? If I remember correctly, she didn't have the child yet, but he imprinted on her. If I remember correctly, I may be wrong. Let 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 us know if we are. Hey, reveal yourselves. <laughs> you know? reveal, exactly. <laughs> Because I know we ain't the only one. Mm. I know for a fact we ain't Oh, no. Oh, no. Work and whatever. And I was like, yo, Twilight, and bear with me now. Actually, I don't even feel the need to go into details. I'm just, I'm not going to give you guys a story to uh, <laughs> build up. Twilight, if there was no Twilight, I can almost guarantee there'd be no song called WAP. Yes, <laughs> I said it. Yes, I said it. Twilight made it okay to be alone. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Twilight made it okay for you to have side dudes. No. No. When we tried to talk about giving guys how to be, you know, having side chicks and stuff. Then we look up and the famous quote is, Women are just as bad as men. Oh, I my gosh. Why, well, we're trying to climb out the hole oh that gosh. we dug ourselves, that society put us in, <laughs> men, that is. We tried to, you know, the good guys Ooh. like us, you know, represent and stand strong. Uh-huh. We stand strong uh-huh. on the front line. Yep. And then we tried to build, build, take our brothers out of this hole, you know. Mm. Men are whores, too. Can I say that? I don't know, but it's in the Bible. Yeah, so I'm going to say <laughs> men can be whores, too. This is true. Yes, I said it. This is true. So anyway, so we're trying to dig ourselves out of the hole that we that society has dug for us mm-hmm. and pushed us in. Mm-hmm. And then along comes Twilight. And now women are just as bad as men. Oh, boy. Oh. So yeah, conclusion. No Twilight. <laughs> no no WAP. <laughs> I got nothing else to add to that. I got nothing else to add. So this is the moment I've been waiting for, this topic right here. Oh, Lord. And you know I've been waiting for this one. Mm-hmm. No, we'll, we'll skip that one. We'll, we'll get to that one later. Really? For those who, who uh, paid attention to the intro, I was talking about the Tom Brady versus Michael Jordan, but we got to save that for later. Mm. Uh, gonna, I, I got a feeling that that's going to get a little toasty. So <laughs> we got to talk about the top five Super Bowl halftime shows. From the top of your head, um, I'm going to be honest. I, I honestly don't know. Because I thought about... All right, so I'm just going to name them from the top of my head. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I did no research whatsoever. Um, I'm not sure if you did. But I do know the reason why I said top 10 is to avoid my bias of placing Prince. I don't even think it's bias. I think it's just a fact. Prince had the best halftime show ever. Hey. Period. The musical ability was there. The theatrics was there. I mean, who can write a better script than it literally raining so hard they were canceling the show. Mm -hmm. Prince goes out on stage, performs, you know, one of the best performers. He doesn't even, he's so confident that he's killing it. He's not even performing his own show, his own songs. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, you know, there's no covering. There, there, there's no roof. And you know, the Super Bowl, <laughs> I, I thought every Super Bowl has to have a dome. No. Nope. No. He said, I don't need that. Because everybody knows electrical instruments and water go together. <laughs> everybody. Not a dome. <laughs> Everybody's My aware of this. came on. <laughs> he just ragged on his head. It performed like it was nothing. The twins were doing their thing. The band was doing their thing. Prince obviously was doing his thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And then along came the song Purple Rain. On cue, purple raindrops fell from the heavens, (laughs) touched the earth. And I could could have been caught up in the moment, but I think I might have shed a purple tear. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone's everyone's hydration was filled with something purple at that moment. It was so good. Justin Timberlake tried to duplicate it and turn the city purple, but you know, it didn't rain. <laughs> and I said, "Nah, not not today." <laughs> Nothing against you, JT, but I ain't smiling my tears on you. I ain't smiling raindrops on you. You can turn the city purple all you want. Point point but, uh, point being, yeah, yeah, everything from 2009 passed. I'm going to go ahead and go with 2010 past. Um, will not be included in this list. We can even go 2011 because... That's, that's uh, where I'm going. I know the 2010... Yeah, I was going to say 2010. I know they didn't make my list. Uh, that, that, that's why I was trying to be respectful. But I was just, you know, just, okay. just make it out of... Editor guy. Yeah. You know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. Yes. I, I, was, I was just going to, right. you know... Culturally, just you know, show them the door. You know, you missed it by that much. But everything from 2011 to 2020, yeah. or you know what, are we going to include the weekend? Yeah, if you want to include the weekend, and I was going to get to that. Um, in fact, even before seeing the weekend, we talked about this, and I wanted to include them personally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can include. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and, and read the list of everyone who's performed from 2011 to, uh, to now. All right, so reading down the list of, of Super Bowls from uh, Super Bowl halftime shows from 2011 on up. You got the Black Eyed Peas. You got Madonna. You. <laughs> Beyonce. Bruno Mars. Katy Perry. Coldplay with Beyonce and Bruno Mars, Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake, Timberlake, excuse me, Maroon 5, and Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. I go first or you want to go first? I can I go. I can go. Um, are, we, are we going in order or are we just naming five out of these? No. Out of the ones? All no, right. That, that's too tricky. Thank if goodness. If you want to go in order or even say you're number one, you can, but Considering I, I didn't prepare for this whatsoever, I am not going to go in order. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds good to me. All right, so um, yes, for sure, Beyonce. Beyonce's up there uh, in top five. Bruno Mars, top five. Um, Justin Timberlake, top five. The Weeknd, which I, I felt was great on the performance side. Started off a little weird, but performance-wise, and, and <laughs> I, I just want to go on, go on a little tan, tangent here. Um, there's a lot of people who Fair enough. who um, 
you know, criticize performers when when they are, you know, performing. I, ironically enough, I, I just want to say, and I think you would agree, as one who has to put together a performance and where you're on stage and you're actually singing live, not depending on a track, for more than even 10, 15 minutes, um, you know, and it, it's all you and you are performing, um, you know, it, it just kind of irks me. It kind of grinds my gears seeing, you know, those who, who do not perform saying what is trash and what is not when it comes down to that. Um, that I'm that's glad just you me. said it. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. But, yes, okay. So, uh, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, uh, Justin Timberlake, Weekend. And I'm going to put Coldplay with Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Even though, you know, it, it's it's bringing back two of the top five in that one performance. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm still going to put it there. I will say, honorable mention, Lady Gaga was, was very good. And also, Katy Perry rolled a, a huge metal lion or something like that in the stadium. Yeah. So. Tiger. Tiger, yes. Thank she you. Rolled a tiger. She rolled a, a huge yeah. metal tiger in the stadium. That alone is going to get you an honorable mention from me. So, uh, Katy Perry and Lady Gaga are not to be, you know, sniffed at any any wrong way. But those are my five. Well, I'm going to be honest. I I have nothing to disagree with you about. Um, Lady Gaga could make the top five. Yeah. But uh, you kind of... Swayed me over to say this. I put Weekend in my top five so I can go ahead and continue the rant yes. um, that you began. Because <laughs> uh, it does bother me that people who who would... Ne- I don't go to your job and tell you what to do. You know, <laughs> I, I would never tell someone how to sell a house. So, therefore, I would never criticize. Unless if it was my <laughs> personal one-on-one experience. I would never criticize, you know, mm-hmm. sales man um mm-hmm. i would never criticize a salesman that was unrelated to myself uh <laughs> as a performer i want i want you guys to realize i've seen people and myself included run out of breath performing 15 minutes and you're on one stage mm-hmm. in in my case i had you i had um the e7 band behind me but the weekend I think a lot of it is people are just a little bitter that he decided to take all 15 minutes for himself. Uh, um, he, did, he didn't have a side. I think they wanted a special guest. Yeah. And he said, no, I got hits on top of hits. <laughs> I, I might have. I might have considered uh, bringing up somebody um, if you robbed me of my grand. You know, but um, mm-hmm. I, he just had to let him, he had to give him a reminder because they must have forgot. Something. Weekend got hits. I had to remind uh, young homie Harold that the weekend got hits. Shout out to shout out to young homie Harold, man. Hope you do it good. Shout out to young. Hey, he's dropping the mixtape. I'm gonna go ahead and give him this plug. Um, uh, he, he can pay me later. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he'll be dropping the mixtape. Um, I'm excited to hear it. You know, I'm intrigued. We've had some conversations, um, and he's um, taking. You know, some critiquing 
which means I believe there's hope that this is going to be an interesting um, project to listen to. So, um, random shout out for no reason, and I'll probably do this occasionally if I feel like you're not going to be upset for me mentioning your name during this podcast. Mm. And uh, of course, I'll sign. I'll see if I can get a verbal head nod on it, which I'm sure I will. Mm. And moving forward, I'll see if I can get verbal head nods. Um, that way, uh, otherwise, we're just going to edit it. Yes. So think think of the editing guy. It's it's just going to be more work on him. Uh, yeah, you, you don't want to do that. So if you can, please just nod your head. Just nod your head. Yeah, yeah, please, mm-hmm. please. I, I, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm sure he appreciates it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I want to speak a little bit more on the other performances. I just don't want to skip past this, even though I am excited about the next topic. Um, but I don't want. I want to give this as just due. I have uh, Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Tied. Uh, gonna be honest, I haven't really watched the Beyonce performance as many times as I watched the Bruno Mars performance, and that that's just for anyone uh, mm-hmm. because Layton has became obsessed with Bruno Mars <laughs> due to watching the Maroon Five performance, and my son, my my youngest, was watching a musical performance and he yawned, Oops. and he eventually fell asleep. And I said mm. no. No, no, music has been too good to me and my family for you to be introduced to a live performance this way. Mm-hmm. That was his first live performance he watched. <laughs> he yawned multiple times and fell asleep. So I said, you know what? You know what's right up your alley? Because I know your cousin Levi likes Bruno Mars whenever my wife Chelsea used to babysit him. And I would assist and we listen to Bruno Mars. Let's watch some Bruno Mars. This is one of my favorite halftime shows. But I'll tell you, Four-month-year-old or four-month Layton start kicking, start smiling. Mm-hmm. He didn't know the words, but he tried to sing. I said, okay, start crying whenever it was over. <laughs> Hit that replay button. <laughs> Stop crying. True story. I wish I was lying, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. reason why I wish I was lying because I listened to Bruno Mars at least ten times after work every day <laughs> <laughs> for a year. Just, just to secure it. For my mathematicians, mm-hmm. yes, that's 3,500 times that year I watched that halftime performance. Chelsea mm-hmm. can attest, I'm not lying. Alexandria will even tell you, I got tired of Bruno Mars. I liked him at first. Hey, he done played, <laughs> played Bruno out. To this day, he still watches Bruno. Not as much. Now he's all about that Coco Melon guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about, but Coco <laughs> Melon had an episode where he was potty training, and I tell you, when my son took off his diaper and went straight to the bathroom, he may not hit the toilet. He wasn't <laughs> necessarily he, upset about it. He, it's the fact that you tried. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I said, you know what, Coco, Coco Belly can stay. <laughs> <laughs> Coco can stay. <laughs> Co played kind of cheated. Not necessarily upset about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it's not cheating if it's within the rules, but yeah, um, it's definitely. I I definitely feel like they finessed their way into the top five, well, at least on my list. Um, but fun fact: Bruno Mars has a song called "On Top of the World," right? Mm-hmm. This has nothing to. 
do with anything. Just know that because of Leighton, I know a lot of facts about Bruno Mars that the average person doesn't know. Um, I would like to say that I'm a Bruno Mars stand, but I'm not. That would be Leighton. But because I'm the guy who has to turn the channel, I know these facts about him. He has a song called On Top of the World, and it has the exact same horn sample as Beyonce. Or it's very, let me, let me rephrase that. It's very similar. And that could be the reason why On Top of the World did not make the cut for his debut album. Mm. Um, so whenever they're doing the um, little dance-off, it was very interesting whenever they played the uh, Lo- uh, Crazy in Love horn sample um and that was a song but that, that was a random fun fact you don't believe me look it up bruno mars on top of the world i enjoyed the song it's very mm-hmm. dance too. Mm-hmm. in conclusion <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening yes sir you know, uh, if you guys have any topics you guys want us to discuss on or like i said earlier if you want to discuss something privately you can hit us up. Um, you can hit me up at uh, Mr. Bird underscore seven mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, you can hit me up on Living the Bird Life on Instagram, and that's Living uh, without the G, because I'm not a G. I'm just Larnell. <laughs> um, living the Bird Life <laughs> on Instagram, and then of course you know Larnell Bird on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Be more than happy to chat with you. Uh, if you have any topics you would like us to discuss, go ahead and hit us up. Or if you want to, um, if you have a private question, you know, hit us up. Yes. And you can, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram under my name is EJ underscore. Um, I don't believe there's any capitals in it. If there is, then, you know, it, it's there. You know, as long as it's in that order, my name is EJ underscore. You should be fine. Uh, Elisha Bird on Facebook and make sure it's Shah, S-H-A and not Jah, J-A-H. You won't find me. You will find somebody, but it's not going to be me. So make sure you spell it right, Elisha Bird. And that's where you can find me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to the E7 Podcast. Grace and peace. Shalom.